millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, there's always one. Perfection. And <laughs> we're perfection. back. COVID oh creeps. What oh a bummer. Recording separately. It's actually, it's fine, isn't it? Do you know, it's good in a way, for me anyway, because I can never keep track of what I'm talking about uh, with my phone. But now I have the laptop, so I can literally just read to you an article I found, which I did <laughs> not do for this creeps today. You said you've got a long one. I've got... Uh, yeah, I do. Just a few like little things to touch upon. Nothing major. Oh. Kind of. Just I like ex- the just the tip ones, Cass. L- little yeah. things to touch upon sounds pretty, pretty awful, Cass. <laughs> <laughs> I have per usual too much creep. Don't know where to go, where which one to do. So I'll give you some choices. Yes. And then I'll save whatever you don't pick, I'll do for the live this week. Well, I'll tell you. I just, every week, I'm like, oh, I mean, creep will surely run out of steam one day soon. And every week I come and I'm like laden down with creeps. And I'm like, the world's so full of horror. I tell you, what was a disappointment? Oh, no. Carry on, Cass, please do. I only watched the American Murder doc last night for the first time. I think it that is the worst story we've ever like I've ever come across in true crime like that was just hideous can't watch that myself um I did however watch a good few of the interviews with him they came out a, uh, a long time ago before the documentary if you've done if you've done those you can do the doc the do doc what? is really good and you just, already you already impact. contain the, you contain the information inside of you Jen already it's, it's I know it's not I'm like able. you're re-haunting yourself. I can, I'm just unable for the gore. I'm just unable for the victim impact. I can take the facts, but don't come at me with the feelings. 
that's what's happening <laughs> that's what's happening to me in that thing like when they they'll knit it i'm sure they've done a great job you know br- you know bringing the viewer along on the journey of misery i can't do yeah. it i can't do that particular do you know i have been watching which i cannot understand it the haunting of Blythe castle or Blythe Blythe manor, manor. it's a love story is it shit it's terrible it's endless everyone seems to be saying it's shit every episode i really insane. enjoyed it why cassie i don't know i don't know but i loved the first one and then i i really enjoyed this i don't know maybe because it's just gay tv like it's just a lovely romantic gay storyline throughout it, and that's what i enjoyed Give me a fucking break. And you're starved for it. So you're willing to settle for this. For ghosts and weird shit. And you're like, and whatever it takes for lines. our representation. Okay, I'll watch this bullshit. Yeah. Um, but the repetition, I, the fucking repetition kills me when they do the Groundhog's Day element in movies. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. so that. boring. I had to give up on the affair. Do you remember the affair was like that? They used to retell the same story from the different characters' perspective. Oh, over and over and over and over yeah (laughs) terrible horrendous um two episodes from completing the leftovers i feel incredibly accomplished um it's been a ride a lot of people have told me that the finale is unbelievable so i am living for it many episodes are we talking three series uh about 10 or 12 per series Seb, we lost Seb a long time ago. Right. He's just going through the motions. You know, oh, like think. maintenance sex in a marriage. This is maintenance TV. <laughs> He's just like, fine. If I have to do it, I support oh, you. <laughs> Even though you didn't support me with Breaking Bad or Westworld or The Wire. <laughs> Lads, do you know what you both have to watch that both of your partners will watch with you? The Babysitter Tried to Kill Me. I could be wrong with that title, but it's a Ooh. brilliant, romping, uh, I think it was it, maybe 10 years old or, or less, but it's a, it's the teenager tried to kill me. There's nobody famous in it. It's on Netflix and it's fucking gas. Um, Would whilst, recommend. Whilst we're turning this into a Things to Watch podcast, um, yes. The Undoing oh. with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant premiered oh, last yeah. night. Very good. Very good. Nicole Kidman knows how to choose a limited TV series and do it well. (laughs) So, so pale. So she is. Iron deficient is what I'm saying. Something like she's actually 50, 100 years old and she looks great. Do you you notice the way her eyes are actually slowly but surely drawing closer to her hairline kind of around the Mm. side of her head? Have you noticed that? They're tight. Mm. Yeah, they're tight and they're kind of drifting either off to the side, a bit like a hammerhead shark. That's oh. something I've been noticing. That's Just good. to eye shame her. And Hugh Grant, unrecognisable in the ads anyway. Absolutely really? unrecognisable. What's he done? Unrecognisable. Yeah. Oh, everything. All really? of it. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of, look at my lips. Did you get your lip? No. No, you but didn't. You, but you know what I mean? It looks like it, doesn't it? What's happened? But you got them done. You do. You have the little, it looks like you have the little injection mark. I have, I look, it looks like I have the little fish mouse. What is but it, self? What's so this is this is called a home lip filler allergic reaction DIY is mouth full of ulcers right full right to the point right. where I'm literally out. finding I'm finding speech difficult hang on oh, Seb's calling it mouth leprosy yeah oh it's, god um, it is mouth so leprosy so sore Why? but look at them they look amazing and do we Deficient, have a Sophie. Um, 
Do we have a reason? No idea. Deficiency. No idea. Listen to me. Okay, you know, I listen to Joe Rogan, obviously. He oh, yeah. is obsessed with vitamin D. Yeah. So I've been taking a close to toxic level vitamin D for the last few days. <laughs> I feel great. And I haven't got What's single nasal. What's close to toxic level? It's 4,000 universal units is what I'm taking. I, do, I, I can't, I don't know. Universal I units sounds like the Esperanto of it's, it's this, measurements. Uh, it's that, What's a universal it, unit? Universal, it's the funny, uh, it's like a line and a backwards or, um, hang on, let's see if I can bring it up on the screen. <laughs> These are not the ones I'm taking, but that's what the, are you seeing what I'm showing you? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so what that's what I've been doing. So I recommend, but I did wake up last night with terrible pains and I thought to myself, <laughs> I'm after killing myself with vitamin D, which is a thing. I've gone into toxic shock syndrome. And uh, I'm still here today. I took another dose there a second ago. It might be the thing that kills me. I just want to, I just need the vitamin D. You just need to feel well. I do. By inserting whatever you can into your body. I do so. And so I'm smoking because 20 Because the avenues have closed down. Smoking 20 a day and then popping a little vitty D. You can't go for your injectables. So you're going for your vitamin D instead. <laughs> Getting it where I can. And again, you're the offer right. to grind it up and snort and uh, blow it up any of your arse is uh, <laughs> always present. On the table. Jen, you're a good pal. But back to the ulcers. What could that be? That looks dreadful. Lee sore. I know. It's really sore. Yeah. And I'm having to like rebam my mouth in the middle of the night. What is it though? That feels like it's a thing. I know. Anything else also rising? Your bum Like have I managed to get some kind of STD in lockdown while also being married? Certainly what it looks like. Monogamous. Monogamous? It's obviously the only explanation. Clearly. Anyway, what creeping are we doing? Lads. Who, Who and what have we got? I've got a great one. I'm back in Reddit. A documentary's been released. I haven't watched it because I don't want to pay for it. But I know the story, but I was reminded by the story and I'm going to tell you the story. Excellent. Okay. That, Fantastic. That gives us nothing, but okay. <laughs> um, I the just want to touch on Pepe some... The Frog. Uh, okay. I just want to give a little shout out to my only real creep of the week. Uh, the, only, the only thing I can contribute to today's episode is um, the man who lost his bag of cocaine and reported it to the guards. Oh, of course. So <laughs> classic. This has this, happened more than once. Tried now, to find other stories. That bag of cocaine was pretty fucking big, wasn't it? It was worth, f- well, 40,000 euro of cocaine, which <laughs> dropped the O's, about 400 grams, I gather. So which how is many like universal what? units would that be? <laughs> how many grams? Compare it to vitamin D. I have no frame of reference anymore. It's like one of those small bags of caster sugar. You know, those like the general sugar bag sizes. Like, which is oh, a, wait, is that a kilo? N- uh, <sighs> no, kilo. like a f- yeah, those little bags of sugar, I think, are 500 grams. So just mm. shy how many of pounds that. of butter. I only I only do old money butter. It's probably a <laughs> solid block of butter. Uh, a lot of cocaine. That would 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 be a, a tremendous amount to lose because I'd say that if a little animal came along and had a little, had a little whiff of that now it would put them to sleep for a long time. Um, 
So a young Dublin drugs courier, which is a really, it's a real millennial title, isn't it? Um, lost a bag of cocaine containing 40,000 euro of the drug. And he phoned the Garda station to report it missing. Darren Barnwell, 20 of Blackhall Parade in Dublin 20. 7. Panicked. Um, but here's the thing, Cass. I love He's, giving his full name and address Well, you to be have mocked. to. You have to when it's a report like this so that other Darren Barnwells aren't being accused oh, of being point. drugs you know, couriers did he re did he retrace his steps yeah so he was he was going um to cork city by train with the drugs and i think he he lost it um he got off the train and he realized he no longer had it so it was somewhere no. on the train and he got into a dispute with security staff who refused to allow him back on to look for his lost bag of drugs <gasps> um, oh no yeah and he actually pleaded guilty it's kind of funny he pleaded guilty to possession of cocaine to supply yeah, to others on the 16th of August 2018 but he um, obviously was no longer in possession but yeah he would have been murdered for the and drugs and did somebody on the train find the bag of drugs don't know I don't know if they um, oh yeah so they uh, he returned to the, so he remember he got into a shop nearby McCurtain Street and he returned to the shop was reunited with his bag which had been found by staff <laughs> They had not looked at the contents. Um, and then the but then the guardie arrested him outside of the shop. <laughs> That's oh, so good. I'd say that was That's a wild, so wild train ride. <laughs> that reminds me of do you ever do you ever see that story about the guy who um was arrested for um like forging uh driver uh, license plates? on a car and he'd actually just he'd just drawn a license plate in crayon on a piece of cardboard and stuck it to the back of the car so innovative <laughs> he's probably working on his crafting in prison oh, brilliant he's probably making real car license plates in prison actually don't they do that mm. in the states yes among other um, things but I think there were, there was a kind of crew of inmates knitting jumpers for premature babies there was also Inmate, like crafting in the prison is an absolute yes there's a lot of crafting happening in prison yeah I can't believe that because there's so many uses for needles and crochet hooks and you know that's stabbing, true too stabbings. that's true shanking availability crochet hook would be unless you got it in someone's eye or deep into their ear Ugh. I'm oh, not sure so you could do much up. damage or into their urethra. God. <laughs> God. Right in there. But a crochet hook could take out an eye. It could, but so, so, so could a finger. True. True. So, uh, anything so a crochet hook would brave have more enough. precision. That's true. Now, would you go in by the teeth? Be just a flick of the wrist. Would you go in the other way? The other side? I think, yeah. The inner I would say if you went sense. in by the tear duct, it'd be a more satisfying kind of little. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you remember? Wouldn't was it... I ever telling you? Do you remember that time I had these really bad? I used to call them eye worms. So. Yeah. And I, I used to fish them out constantly, and then I got absolutely like me and Broline. It's this eye drop you, you get when you have a. <laughs> what do you call that stuff? Uh, crusty eye. Am I breaking up or are you you sound fine to me, Cass. Maybe it's one of us. You anyway. frozen, Cass. 
Well, like, Has, I'll just tell you, Sophie, who knows already. <laughs> and my addiction to Broline, and even now I'm salivating <laughs> thinking about it. I used to have them in the, you keep them in the fridge, right? But they go out of date, but I, that didn't stop me. So I was, you, the cool, anyway, the eye worms were literally just stringy gloop that I had for maybe two years constantly. And then, uh, oh yeah, the, the cool drop of the Broline released in. <laughs> When it, the droplet was just about to be, oh, it's just a fucking gorgeous. My mouth's literally watering thinking about that sensation. Anyway, I had a, I had a problem. Then the the so my nearest pharmacy was the one on O'Connell Street, and didn't they get they they would start asking me like, what do you need, what are you using this Broline for? <laughs> and they kind of started restricting my fucking assholes. They were like, Chil- the children will need it. The conjunctivitis season is kicking off. And I was like, you need to give me that fucking Broline, bitch. My eye worms are out of control. Anyway. Oh, the eye worms. Did you ever Google eye worms and see if it's I did. something I, special I, I did. to you? Or? I think it was it was a kind of a type of uh, kind of local infection, the meniscus. It's like a layer of uh, over your eyeball. You have this sort of uh, watery, you know, meniscus or sort of layer. And it was a, an infection of that very specific kind of area. And uh, th- like I never actually went to the doctor because I was sort of enjoying the whole eye worm hunt. It was keeping me going on the day in work, you know. I'd just be there oh, yeah. with a little pocket mirror mm-hmm. in an open office. Everyone just like, what? Red eyed. Oh. You know, because the more I was at it, so the more they were there. It was. Oh, you were generating them. I was regenerating. It was like an eye worm farm by then. <laughs> I was farming eye worms. Anyway, that's. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone needed to know uh, that. I feel quite sick. Oh, lads, yeah, but did you listen you. to Adam Buxton and Blind Boy? No, no. Hilarious. Jen, you so, must stop coming on this podcast just to recommend other podcasts. Other podcasts. I don't, like, those two podcasts are enormous. I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure we're coming up. Oh, but thank you to the Sunday Business Post for featuring our article this week. <laughs> Isn't that good? It was, that was great. Cool. Has anybody I, been on looking for a sponsorship, Cass? Uh, no, but it's only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Any um, Broline representatives listening? I would take that again, so that's worth kicking off the eye worm. I'll teach you both how to get eye worms, just for that gorgeous. And there's also, there's loads of different eye drops on the market, right? But something special in Broline. And like coal from the fridge. Coal from the fridge. <laughs> I just feel I, like it's between this and the vitamin D, it's just such a sort of niche interest of yours to abuse over the counter medications and supplements. Don't get me started on preparation H because that's another area that I got deep into. Cold from the fridge. Cold from just the fridge. Just a bit fridge. of chilled anisole would be my personal pref. Oh, you like the anisole? <laughs> It's fucking oh, magic. It really works. I would just like some of those Sorry. gummy vitamins if we're going for a um a kind you of You want to get uh, into the ha- the hair, the hair vitamins. What's my story? Okay, I I um I can either tell you uh like um about um science creep mm. or like I can give you um some spoofing some spoofers got a little group of spoofers hard vote for science creep or i can give you um a guy uh what's this guy uh having a spectacular uh exit from his job 
Oh, go for a spectacular exit, I would say. All right. Okay, let's do him then. Love it. All right, want to go first? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, have either of you ever left your jobs in a spectacular fashion? No. No, I've had very good exits. Really? I once did a, like, see you gone goodbye. Like, I'm going to the bathroom and I never returned. My brother this Mikey is me of that. fantastic at this. <laughs> it's so pathetic and wussy. But I, I just had this job that was so horrendous in Paris. And I, so my job was working at a call center where my whole day was ringing transport managers in the UK and um, asking God. them to uh, asking them questions about their converted Ford chassis. And um, it was so soul destroying. And oh, it was God. actually like my second job. The other job I had at the time was working in McDonald's. So I just had this like absolute spit roast of terrible jobs and what like something had to give. And what so was wrong with McDonald's? one though? day I was like, je vais à la toilette and I javed all the way fucking home and the feeling of freedom as I skipped out of that building into the sunlight fair play to you was so good and then I had to answer my phone in an accent for the rest of the summer terrified constantly that they would ring me and make me go back there but it felt really good so good you were and free. I imagine what this man experienced felt very good as well. So hang on, let me get it up. Okay, I don't know if you guys will remember this story. I didn't live in the country at the time, so I don't feel like, I feel like I don't remember it because of that. But it happened in 2010. And um, it happened, so it was flight 1052 was flying from Pittsburgh to New York uh, in August of 2010. And um, the flight had just come in to land on um, uh, at the at the New York uh, JFK International Airport. And um, the um, one of the flight attendants um, came on over the uh, speaker, you know, and like they're like, you know, please remain seated until a plane comes to a stop. Mm-hmm. But this came this guy came on Stephen Slater and was like um basically told everyone to go fuck themselves said I've been in this business 20 years and that's it I'm done <laughs> then amazing he activated the emergency inflatable slide for himself or for, for everybody him, for himself just from the cockpit grabbed two beers and exited the plane beautiful as he strutted, I presume it was a strut, away on the tarmac, he threw his tie to one side. <laughs> also dragging his little wheelie case. <laughs> it's just not cool. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to drag that little wheelie case, but like the inflatable plastic chute. Fucking How long amazing. How was he in the business? 20 years. I'd say he'd been waiting... Like everyone's everyone's been waiting their whole lives to be able to go on that slide. Like as much as I don't want to die in a plane crash, I really want to go on that slide one day. Yeah, you think they just give you the option to get off the plane like that. (laughs) It would speed things up, probably. Or they just let like of knowing that a pilot operating for 20 years hated every 
fucking moment of that job. Like imagine you had travelled on that, you know what I mean? But not hated enough to take his own life and the hundreds of people also on board. TG, just Thank take God. the beers and go. Well, presumably his cock, his cock pilot, his co-pilot was there <laughs> beside him, just like, uh, are you actually fucking doing this? No, he wasn't the co-pilot. He was the, a flight attendant. Oh, sorry. He was, so a he was one of the he cabin crew. Pi- Amazing. That's better. So like, you can imagine, like I've watched interviews with him now and he's really like, he's fun charismatic you're like you can't help but love him and um, and but he's also you can totally picture him being one of those kind of like sort of sassy bitchy sort of flight attendants who's just kind of like barely simmering rage just under the surface too but smiling at you but really hard smiling hard at some you brilliant ama threads about uh, written by Air flight attendants uh, Flight attendants Yeah uh, Like the things They must see And have to deal with But also Their rage It's so palatable You know when you, you oh, file completely. on And they're all Lined up there Not all But a lot of them Boiling over With rage mm. Do you know When you sort of Know where your seat is Right So you're like Oh I think I can I, I It's fine You know when you're Showing them the tickets You're saying 54A And you're like I, I think I know I'm okay and they grab it off you and say, you're not okay. I'm here to tell you where to go. And you're like, no problem at all. You direct me. I'd say at the moment now with the masks and everything, I'd say the, the tension is high on planes. Oh, but there's like nobody on the plane. So that's good. You know. Yeah. Oh, did you see there's nobody virtually... working either. So many of them have been let off. Let I go, did like... read somewhere recently that the last thing you should ever, ever do on a plane ever is slide your hand down into the pocket in the seat in front. Do not do that. Oh, Why? God, yeah, where they keep the magazines. Just Why? Fuck. I always store my fruit gums there. Oh, filth. Like, <laughs> never, ever hoovered slash cleaned. I can, it's just, a, it's wall-to-wall belly button detritus Fluff. in there. Ew. Yeah. Just fucking eye worms. Eye worms and cum. And broling. Yeah. Um, so anyway... The um, Stephen Slater like walked, I'd say powerfully walked from the plane all the way to his car, which was parked in the car park and drove home mm-hmm. um, after this whole incident. And um, the police showed up at his house police? a couple of hours later. Yes. And arrested him. What? And charged him with criminal mischief, reckless endangerment and criminal trespasses. So this is because if you pop the slide, like it it comes out with so much force that if somebody was below and en- like or just around beside it, they could have been killed. Right, like an airbag so that's and why a baby they don't let the us seat. do it. Yes, I mean, well, I mean, they could let us do it if they just organised themselves. Mm. But yes, that's why it. That's why he was then arrested for doing it, basically, because it could have killed somebody. Um. And <laughs> so he pled not guilty, um, but eventually uh, changed his uh, his mind and uh, uh, with advice from his lawyers and stuff like that. But he did argue that like he'd had an altercation at the beginning of the flight um, with. So this is very relatable. Two female passengers were arguing over the allocated bag space in the mm. overhead bin. And it's as we all know, fucking issue. 
Just don't it let us have any space, fucking, I think. It is a shit fight ever since they brought in the bloody pay for your bag to be, you know. Yeah, they should take it away altogether unless you can wear the bag on your body. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Check and and so just make I don't everyone understand check why people in their luggage. don't enjoy the freedom of checking in their bag. It's the best feeling to saunter around the airport with nothing but your cash and your fanny pack, being able to buy anything you want without having to carry a tiny little bag on wheels. <laughs> oh, Cassie, you are just the quintessential fanny pack wearer. <laughs> I don't know why, but I've been thinking it for years. No, no. The ones that are really clever. Bags. The flat under the clothes, that yeah, that's it. The flesh-coloured yes. ones, so no <laughs> yes. one can spot it on you, yeah, and steal your different currencies. Okay, so she um a- after the flight had landed, the same women who'd been having the altercation, um, t- apparently uh, told uh, Stephen Slater to fuck off, and that's when he really just lost his shit. And told her to fuck off and then went on the intercom and told everyone else to fuck off as well. And then he fucked off down the slide. Um, but like nobody believed his version of events. And according to all the police who interviewed, apparently interviewed all the passengers on the flight um, or most of them, uh, the other people um, on the flight said that he, uh, Stephen Slater had been acting like kind of like aggressive and, and shitty since uh that since the takeoff of the plane and um that uh he appeared to be drunk mm. um on the job Uh-oh. which is which is a real no-go no-go on a plane like absolutely not on a plane for stuff I mean, there's just nowhere to hide you know the mm. way when you're like when you're drunk at work there's usually you can slightly get lost in the crowd, depending on what your job is. You know, that kind of way. Yeah, it's very close quarters on a plane. Um, so anyway, uh, news of his strap obviously uh, got out and Stephen Slater became this like folk hero for the kind of, you know, disenchanted working man. Oh, yeah. Like, as just a like, yeah, stick it to the man. Tell those fucking spoiled passengers to fuck themselves um, there was obviously a few good headlines about it uh, the New York Post went with freaking flyer <laughs> as in frequent flyer yeah nice. <laughs> got it yeah New York Daily News plainly nuts um, I still Terrible. feel I could have gone better yeah. definitely um, so he was then there was a cartoon produced in Taiwan that depicted the... Oh, uh, is it one of those uh, recreation yeah. weird animations? Very yes. good. Yes. What are they about? And that was like done the next day. Like all of this was happening um, with the stra- like straight away because basically there was so many people just, just like it struck a nerve with so many like stressed workers basically. And like the, on the next day on the 11th of August the Wall Street Journal did a poll um and basically, like, it, 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 he just had an incredible amount of public support <laughs> because, you know, they, one, um, one woman was saying that we were used to be an industrial nation and now we're a service economy, which means we're forced to interact with each other every day in person and by phone and email. And it's making us all a little mad. Day four afterwards, uh, Stephen Slater was offered a reality TV show. 
where he would advise contestants on how to quit their jobs. Wow. Spectacularly. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, on day seven after the incident, he hired a publicist who's called Howard Bragman. And he is like so famous in America for being crisis management and um, like a kind of a PR guy. Um, I, th- I suspect Howard Bragman might have been the one who was like, don't do the reality show. Um, <laughs> then, basically, it was just like. It just kind of seemed to like capture everyone's imagination. Like Forbes published an article called How to Head Off the Stephen Slater in Your Organization. (laughs) Um, And the New York Times did like a huge think piece about how the whole incident sums up um, everything everyone thinks about, like how being a flight attendant is no longer glamorous. Um, (laughs) And um, yeah, and the majority of Americans believed that Slater's actions were totally justified. (laughs) Um, so finally, anyway, on the 1st of September, um, so like two weeks after the incident, Stephen uh, resigned as a JetBlue employee. What do you mean so he I think resigned? His, like, was he not his fired? resignation on the flight wasn't. Oh, um, this wasn't. He wasn't an inte- like he wasn't intending to resign pre this. This was just a. I'm no, he a definitely bad day was. Going home. No, he definitely was. I think I he want was a half day. Re- you, I need a half day. I need a mental health break, which he definitely needed. No, I think he actually intended to resign like in that very moment. But I guess that they wanted a formal resignation, not just telling 250 people to go fuck themselves. Fair, fair. They wanted it in writing. <laughs> so he actually appeared in court and everything. And um, eventually uh, he... Um, avoided prison time by doing community service and agreeing to go into a treatment program. Um, and he had to pay 10 grand to JetBlue, which is kind of annoying and galling. He had to pay like, them. Yeah, fuck them. Like, they don't, they don't need that. Well, they probably do now, but like, fuck's sake. Yeah. <sighs> they didn't at the time. Anyway, it transpired that... Stephen Slater had just been having a really shitty time in his personal life. His mom wasn't well. He was drinking a lot. I think he sort of is, is kind of agrees now that he sort of had maybe substance abuse issues. He says that he likened the whole experience to an out of body experience. So like once he'd pulled the thing on the shot, the slide, he was like, he said he was like, oh, my God, am I doing this? I'm doing this. And then the next thing I know, I was on the tarmac and I remember standing on the tarmac in the sun and it was just so warm. And I thought, ah, I can exhale. But how did this happen? So anyway, he basically became like extremely famous for about seven days and then got on with his life. Removed to Los Angeles, has kept a pretty low profile. He finds it very difficult to get jobs now. I would say. Just yeah. change your name. Why don't people just do that more often? I mean, I don't know why Yeah, he doesn't just do that, but he is very uh, distinctive looking. I feel like people would actually recognize him. 
um, and his whole manner and everything. He's really like, he's pretty charismatic. He's kind of funny. Like I watched one interview he gave to Good Morning America and he was hilarious. Hilarious. And he was not contrite in the slightest. He was just really like, yeah, I mean, we all know. We've all been there, am I right? And like, you just couldn't help but be like, yeah, Steve, we've all activated the emergency shoot and stolen beers and told 200 people to fuck themselves. But do you remember when um, that, um, do you remember in, I think it was 2017, um, a Twitter employee uh, deactivated Donald Trump's account for like 11 minutes or something like that. And it was supposed to be that guy, the employee's last day on the job. And it was just like his like last act of defiance. Yeah, and there there was like a whole thing where like nobody could find that Twitter like that Twitter employee's never been identified. But everyone went after David or Stephen Slater basically at the time, like in twenty seventeen, years later, to be like, what do you think was going through that Twitter no employee's head? Yeah, like is it he's the kind of like foremost authority on like work straps, and uh, and there Relatable. you go. It's just yeah. that work will f- sometimes if you're in the wrong job, it will burrow into your soul to such a degree that like it first of all I know a couple of bad jobs I've had uh, like I was sort of I was sort of able to keep it together by like prank calling within the business then I was able to keep it together by we used to write codes um so that the products would when they were scanned would come up but you could also SKU codes so you could also see under the barcode and the numbers like the SKU code which would be a series of numbers and then letters like just the beginning of so you had like four or six letters to kind of just write dick or something oh, yeah, that sort yeah. of kind of could keep, <laughs> keep you going. But it would drive you to like fucking hell. The fantasies I have had of doing bad things to bosses, etc. They're all I just never did, though. And I sort of regret one particular boss who I wish would burn in hell. What? Truly. Really? An evil, evil woman. Oh, which I can't tell to even tell the story properly. One day, one no. day I will. She'll be my creep of the fucking century. Anyway, she 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 works for a very well known company now, and she fucking hates me. So fuck her back right in the <laughs> fucking face. Anyway, thank you for that, soaps, and fuck all jobs. How about that? Fuck, fuck them all. Each and every one of them. That's what I Except think is for so. This one. It's actually admirable how many flight attendants aren't doing this on a regular basis. Because, like, they, they have all the access. Like, you could, you're in charge of all those people. Like, 300 people. They're so they're on you about the booze. You. Do you know? Yeah. I'd say, mm. I'd say they're like, if anyone came in and, you know, even a drink and a half, they're liable to do some crazy shit because of all the shit they have to swallow on the plane. Yeah. And you're totally. stuck in the same effective toilet cubicle. With the dickheads for the length of however long your flight is, do you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, just like breathing in their farts, listening to their complaints. Oh god, it's oh like parenting, except you can't just walk out of the room. <laughs> Horrendous. Must be what it, being a teacher and a Montessori teacher must be like. Just like belligerent people at you all fucking day. Oh yeah, no, Un- unbelievable heroes of the sky, the flight Massive. attendants. Angels. You guys have my permission to activate the emergency slide whenever you fucking need it. <laughs> More power to ye. Uh, do you want to hear my creep? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody sent this to into the DMs, a link to it, but um, I couldn't watch it 
because it was in the UK or is on the BBC and then I think it's on Prime but it's a documentary that's been released all about let me get the proper name of it the rise and fall of Pepe the Frog do you both right. know that meme you must no. draw illustration of a frog's head specifically yeah. when it began uh, with feels good man beneath it do you remember it it's been it has it's taken many many forms over the years but it began in the noughties and it began as a comic oh, yeah, strip yeah 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 it began as a comic strip by an extremely kind man nice guy uh, called Matt Fury Fury by name only not at all by nature and uh, so the whole comic strip he said it's a, in one thing I read he said oh so the first uh, feature of uh, Pepe was him peeing with at a urinal or a toilet with his trousers all the way down to his ankles which uh, Matt said I think his cousin used to pee like that when they were kids and he was like <laughs> what are you doing and then his cousin said feels good man so that's where it all came from so he was part of a comic strip but didn't Pepe grow fucking legs like all things on the internet tends to tend to do Mm. But he began as a very sort of well-meaning, stonery type creature. He was sort of based on uh, Matt's friends and, you know, very nice, just friendly. But Jesus, did it all go horribly, horribly wrong for Pepe. And just his kind of where he went. So Pepe, the illustration, travelled through up until 2016, really, in various guises. But basically, he... He kind of ended up on 4chan. And on 4chan, he, he just... People went fucking mad for Pepe. And uh, they started drawing their own versions of Pepe. And uh, it was fucking huge. So it just became... It was like an early... You know, one of the early memes. And uh, not only did Pepe exist as just kind of a meme that people would send to each other. It mm. also, bizarrely, in 2014 became its own crypto fucking currency. What? So, what? you know, it sounds mad because these, uh, you, you might have heard the the uh, phrase uh, rare pepes. Have you heard of that? No. Anyway, what rare pepes are, are rare early kind of illustrations that somebody has done. But anyway, the pepe currency, which was called pepe cash, was an assembly, it was sort of like a Bitcoin. It was a Bitcoin. It was an assembly of rare Pepe's that existed. So if you wanted to buy in, like Bitcoin, you had to kind of download every trade of the... It was like, think about it like Trump cards. Mm. So anyway, that's how fucking big this thing went. And uh, at one point, some trader traded, I don't know, like a million dollars worth of, of Pepe cash. And it sort of has kind of remained around that. It hasn't gotten any bigger since. But a couple of people were extremely into it and uh, pushed it forward. Particularly this guy. I can't fucking remember his name, but he, he was a, he's a, he, what do you call those guys who, who do music with a stick? Composer and a man, musician. Oh, right. <laughs> or a drummer. Sure, maybe Drummers. he was. So anyway, er, early doors, Matt was like, I know this thing has gotten out of hand, the original illustrator. And his mates were saying to him, would you not think about sort of copywriting this somehow to try and, you know, I don't know, you know, bring some of the focus back on you and the fact that it's your thing. And he was like, oh, I don't know even where to begin doing that. I'll just let it roll. And it was all sort of 
kind of fine. It existed in 4chan. You know, 4chan has a lot of different areas, a lot of which is disturbing and weird, a lot of which is just normal and fun. But uh, didn't one of the disturbing and weird uh, <laughs> <laughs> places get a hold of it? Yeah. So have you heard of Or9K? Or9K no. was a... It was a board on 4chan that was originally for bodybuilders, but it just fucking devolved into incel central. Do you know yourself? It was sort of a highly kind of masculine bodybuilding chat about protein. And then often and just, things just devolved. One thing into led that. to another. One thing led to, led to another. We've all Anna, been there. We've all absolutely, been. Absolutely. We've all been there. So anyway, Pepe sort of existed on, on this, you know, now and again, he would come up and people would sort of, you know, try to create rare memes or rare Pepe's and, or just, you know, float them around each other or use them as reactions and blah, blah, blah. Then there was one day, like there's a lot of chit chat on that forum from screenshots I've just downloaded here in front of me. That was all, you know, yourself, just bullshit sort of stuff you'd see on the internet. And yeah, you, you know what I mean? You're like... <laughs> Nobody means this really. If you stopped the person, you I'm sure they would say, I, I don't mean what I said there. I was just doing the internet thing. Until So what was it what kind of stuff like horrible violence stuff against horrendous women. violence stuff, lot of rapey chat, lot of murderous um kind of yes, mostly violence against a lot of violence against women. And there's there are people in and out kind of going, Ah look, cop on, you know, don't be such a fucking Egypt. but for the most part they were supportive of the violent horrendous acts and like a lot of egging each other on and um all i feel with the feeling behind that this is just the internet and just a fucking laugh enter this guy it's so funny i have his uh this is a gentleman who you might recognize from the internet called chris harper mercer anybody recall that name at all not one bit. Chris was a man who did a bit of the old school killings. Right. He ended up killing. But he, were, when I say school, I mean college. Chris was 26 when he committed this, these crimes. And uh, he was a heavy <sighs> user of this um, Orca 9 board and was sort of constantly on it chatting. And then one day, Chris posted this. Some of you guys are all right. Don't go to school tomorrow if you're in the Northwest happening thread will be posted tomorrow morning so long space robots and uh along with that chris changed his kind of moniker to pepe the frog holding a gun there was responses below horrendously from people saying oh no just bullshit like you kill me or my parents do i'll be waiting people like i call bullshit do it do it and then another guy saying hey Here's what you do. Tell the class you're going to take them hostage. Ask them all to stand in the corner and then just open fire on them all. And isn't that what he fucking went and did? Oh, Oh my God. So he did do that. And uh, so this was sort of a turning point for, sorry, he is not the focus of the story. We're going back to Pepe, the illustration, the moniker. This was sort of the turning point of Pepe the frog, the meme. Yeah. Feels good now. Pepe turned evil so from there the memes kind of kind of rolled out and rolled into what became known as the cult of 
heck or kek. Kek is derived from a Korean word that's like our equivalent of lol. So the cult of kek is what they were called. And on the leader of the cult of kek was Pepe. And the cult of kek was a far alt-right group hell-bent on having Donald Trump as president. So there was a slew of like Hillary getting fucked by things, Hillary getting fucked by Pepe in various different ways, and sort of Pepe being this iconic alt-right figure. So anyway, that was 20. So I can't So bizarre. Absolutely so bizarre. Strange. All the while, this kind of extremely nice, the guy, the original illustrator, crushed by this, just being like, holy fucking shit. How can I regain this is there anything i can do to sort of take back what has become this horrendous imagine that imagine creating something and then it fucking turning into i don't know what another equivalent of it's so the internet though isn't it like take something fun and you know fanciful and then just devolve it into the worst shit you could imagine ever 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 (laughs) and that's what's happened to pepe the frog so anyway that sort of, and then Pepe, so the cult of Keck was happening and Donald Trump ended up being president. And at this point, the, the kind of Pepe cash currency was sort of, had sort of kind of bubbled over into nothing. And there was still a huge sort of, uh, kind of, there's a huge, there's a trading market. What's it called again? It's called, oh, if you Google, if you Google, um, uh, something, there's a Pep, a Pepe directory, which will give you, uh, kind of exactly it's called pepedirectory.com i think and it'll give you the image of all of the verified rare pepes and i think the rarest of all the pepes is my little pepe <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> pepe's face on a my little pony really crude drawing very funny um <laughs> so anyway so so i think has this this documentary has come out really now and it's as far as i know it's interviews with the original drawing uh, the good the kind of original artist matt fury and sort of what he feels anyway i can't i don't know if i can recommend it it's a brilliant story that's pre- that's pretty much the bones of it but uh apparently a lot that's of people have, uh, two people have sent in the, uh, about it isn't it mad but isn't it perfectly the internet it's and like, perfectly the internet and yeah perfectly our lifetime yeah and can we get pepe good pepe back can we make pepe great again can we <laughs> i think we can i believe that we can and we will. But anyway. We shall. How disturbed would you be if something you drew ended up being sort of the, this mass this shooting? Poster child. Yeah. It's fucking weird, isn't it? And something so inconsequential, like a drawing of a weird looking frog. Just a friendly yeah. fucking stoner frog. But I came across uh, Chris Harper Mercer, the guy who killed all the people in the college. His dating profile. He's the um, kind of original incel, isn't he? He would have been, yeah. I remember him now because he had that kind of manifesto, didn't he? Of all about like ha- not having no dates and stuff. The, oh, he was, Girls he did have a manifesto, yes. And he was a gym, massive gym. Per- Here's, would you like to hear some of his uh, dating profile? Yes. Yeah. Hobbies and interests, internet, killing zombies, movies, music, reading. Sounds normal. Uh, movies, Except sci-fi, drama. Zombies. Listen to this. Movies, sci-fi, drama, romantic comedy. Ah, yeah, you know. I mean, ethnicity, mixed race, relationship, single, never married, doesn't want kids, personality, says he's a lover, conservative, professional, intellectual, introvert. It's fucked up. He just seems, from a dating profile's perspective, 
pretty average. Not at all like somebody who's going to kill a load of people. Apparently he asked people, uh, I didn't read his manifesto, so do you have it there? Apparently he asked people what their religion were was before shooting some of them. Um, but uh, yeah, the original incel, I guess, one off. Well, I just, that's all I remember is just that he made some statement about how he's like 26 and still a virgin. And I just remember all the kind of commentary about it. Like, I think that was when I kind of first was aware of incels Mm. after him. So that's like, but that's actually five years ago now. Can you believe it? Here is a bit of it. Here I am, 26, with no friends, no job, no girlfriend. Yeah, that was uh, 2015, was it, Soph? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And he was like, yeah. Saying that, like, society denies people like me sex and girlfriends and stuff like that. That's that guy, isn't it? Yeah. Wait for this, says Anne Cass. He says, here is what his mother said. I mean, he was born angry, pretty much. Even the doctor said, this is one angry baby. So at age five, he tried to jump out of her moving car, she said. What? And in his years later, he was diagnosed diagnosed, uh, on the spectrum. But um, anyway, that's neither here or there. But... He, super ragey kid. His mother said he was born angry. However, and did they have in are. the documentary? Did they say anything about why the alt writers were like had adopted Pepe? I haven't seen it so, but I, I, the, the, yeah. There's no reason. It just became intertwined. They both existed on the same board uh, forum, so four chan and Pepe was all over four chan. So he obviously just leaked into their board and became interconnected obviously i wouldn't say it's there's certainly no reason as in the the illustrator had no background and has doesn't seem to at all be connected into the alt-right way of things yeah very it's interesting so isn't it weird, well, i think it's, it? yeah i love the fact that it became a currency and then how i'm going to watch i'll watch the, of, uh, the documentary i'm sure it's brilliant it's um it's it's really it's so interesting because it does kind of play into that whole thing of like that whole movement just like completely catching fire online and like out of slightly out of sight of that mainstream media like back in kind of 2014 2015 like leading up to Trump's election do you remember that kind of sense at the time of like Mm -hmm. oh Trump like who's even going to take this guy seriously from all the kind of like traditional news outlets totally and then it was just like with Brexit, everyone was kind of looking left and then like suddenly Trump's elected. That's it. Do you know what and I'm saying? These, and there was these big co- And just like it was the journalists people. weren't on 4chan being like, oh, wait, weird. All these like young guys are are like becoming engaged in this like really uh, hard, you know, yeah. Hard yeah, what was once and... thought to be sort of just a fringe thing nobody yeah. need worry about suddenly then turned into this big fucking snowball from hell. yeah. It's mad. I, it's actually, it's kind of interesting. It kind of reminds me of this um, article that actually another creep sent me about um, a kind of alt-right influencer who, have you guys heard of Lauren Southern? Yes. Kind of, oh, yeah. The young blonde one. Yeah. She's like in her early 20s or maybe she's maybe like mid-20s and uh, she like got really big on YouTube. Yeah. As she's, like, a key, she's a key um, figure in Rabbit Hole. But she's now completely disappeared, like oh, disappeared really? right out of the whole thing. And um, yeah, like so after have be, like literally just years of being like completely entrenched in the movement and being one of their like genuinely most outspoken, most visible 
proponents and she just has abandoned completely was she challenged so i think it was there a challenge and she sort of backed away challenged oh she's challenged i mean you can imagine like she goes on youtube and talks about like i mean you know uh, white rights and shit like that so she's constantly i presume being challenged and things like that by her beliefs but she actually was like i think what i mean so hard time is that she was challenged as actually not being a right wing she was called out for by the right wing for kind of pretend goading them into views and clicks and not actually living the life she's she had well i think that like she was criticized by other uh like people in the group men in the group because she didn't like embody the values she espoused so like she's single she you know she's like 25 and hasn't had kids and isn't married and like they there was like people being really derogatory towards her about that for example i don't know if they accused her of like being kind of a a, like a mole or anything like that even though she definitely like there's something very very fucking odd about her in that like she like she does seem to be kind of like maybe just like a born contrarian where she just has taken up this like like she's just so addicted to the kind of notoriety that mm. she's do you know do you know what I mean yeah just attention like, seeking yeah. but it's so weird like so she had like content and stuff like that on YouTube where like she'd have like ad friendly makeup tutorial that's right and she'd be like going through a skincare routine and like you know talking about how to use a beauty blender and obviously she's really kind of like quote unquote hot and has blonde hair and is just you know and um then like she's literally going through it and she's like okay we're looking gorge we're looking gorge and then she like puts on her red lips and then she just writes across her face fuck islam yeah and then like flicks her hair back and is like you've got this cute ad friendly makeup look it's super flirty and like She's just got this fucking... Anyway, yeah. It's mayhem. And she, like... You know, her videos are viewed, like, millions and millions of times. And, like, she's she's horrendous. She is a heinous person. Like, she went to um, this uh, demonstration that uh, uh, survivors of sexual assault um, and their supporters have put on in Vancouver. And, um, like just stood in the middle of the demonstration with a huge sign that said there is no rape culture in the West. And they're like, all all the protesters are like, you know, screaming at her and she's there screaming back, like, go to Africa and you'll see real rape culture. Jesus. And like, she she's just horrific. Like, yeah. you know? And then like, I suppose like all the kind of, you know, old writers like who are sort of like in positions of of power or were perhaps at the time um like kind of felt that she was like just the poster girl for this kind of nationalist cause and that she was the key to kind of selling it especially to young men you know Mm. um and um the honey yeah, trap it's, it's yeah the honey trap exactly and she's like really like there's this on the what like she just has this really normal background in a way although her parents have kind of rode in and become a part of her kind of her kind of organization like in that they help with merch and things like that 
but like she definitely merch yeah (laughs) she definitely like you know had kind of friends with diverse backgrounds when she was growing up and things like that um but then it wasn't until then when she was in high school that she kind of became a bit radicalized and um she uh yeah just started to like basically feel like really resentful and kind of you know like started to become racist basically and um that's so she started um getting into uh like the kind of right-wing radio and stuff like that that like they're hearing in the states which is so interesting because i think like we think of it all as being kind of quite new but really Mm. there's been this kind of simmering uh like you know branch of american politics going for decades yeah. And like, especially since the 90s and stuff like that. So like there was definitely a generation who were growing up with at least like a whisper of that kind of coming from like, you know, the culture and the radio and things like that, which is kind of mad. Like, I don't really think of America as being like that. But of course, it's the most like that. Mm. But um, yeah, scary, so scary stuff. She started making like her, you know, why I'm not a feminist videos. And, yeah. you know just getting massive on Facebook and YouTube and everything. And like she, I don't know, it's mad like because she became like full time, she basically started to work full time as a kind of, uh, you know, spokesperson for the alt-right. And like one of the few women like- Where is she now really then? Seen. And you remember, like I never knew this, but do you know Gavin McGuinness who uh, co-founded Vice? Yeah, He's like this massive alt right guy. Oh, really? Yeah, that's I mad. Like, that, I know. I was like, hang on, not Vice, and then I was like, oh no, shit. Yeah, Vice, so weird. Yeah, so he's like this massive, massive um, guy in the alt right movement now, Gavin McInnes, and he's like done panels and shit with her, but like been really, um, like really horrible to towards her as well, and like, um really really derogatory about women and that's the thing is like she started to encounter so much like misogyny within the movement obviously you know it's actually such a kind of so gavin mckinney's is the founder or one of the founders of the pride boys oh right yeah so he left vice in 2008 but he was like up until then like writing columns for vice and like a bit huge part of um you know founding it and it becoming a huge media empire and all this kind of stuff um so isn't that mad i didn't know about him at all either um it's just really terrifying isn't it yeah like it's so yeah i I don't know it's so he as well as seem seems like and if i can say this without it sounding wrong but like he seems like such an accomplished guy but that's what I think you're realizing more and more is that like it's not you used to assume that people who would be susceptible to like conspiracy theories and things are um would be people from sort of different backgrounds who didn't have access to like information but the way education but like the way that the information is disseminated now is just people who are falling victims to like filter bubbles and one piece of information reinforcing the other and the kind of there's this great new inverted pyramid of conspiracy theories of like how one thing leads to another yeah it's so strange like so he's had like shows on adult swim and he's like had 
movies at the, at Sundance and like do you know and he's written books like one of his books is called How to Piss in Public um, um he's directed documentaries I don't know you know the way you're just kind of like god it's just so weird yeah um and he actually where he lives um in um uh where is it Larchmount I think it's in upstate New York um and his all his neighbors have started this campaign uh, it's ultimate passag campaign where they all have signs out on their lawns um, saying hate has no home here um, and uh, basically trying to get uh, McInnes and his wife out like of the place um, and um, they're there like um, you know we just like McKinney's out basically they just want him gone and uh, he wrote a letter to, like, to all the neighbours asking them to take down their signs and um basically saying that like he was like, you know there was nothing hateful or racist or homophobic um in any of his world view um even though like he started proud boys and you know has written essays about like oh like how transphobia isn't real and you know like just yeah so much crazy stuff so he was kind of like working with this one Lauren Summers and stuff like that. Or Southern, sorry, is her name. Um, but then Lauren, like after Lauren so- Southern basically like went, she kind of decamped to Europe to like work on this documentary um, that was called Borderless. And she wanted basically to kind of cover the whole migrant uh, situation in Europe uh, from their own incredibly uh, biased and wrong angle. And uh so it's mad like she was getting like so much backing and you know the way like it's it's such a crazy alternative world where yeah there is loads of money and there's loads of fucking support and it's fucking terrifying and so she was in um europe like shooting with um her boyfriend and uh a couple of other guys and even like uh, the camera lads were a couple and they weren't aware of like her whole you know history and, and worldview and stuff like that and like I think subsequently kind of distanced themselves from the project and whatnot um but she um yeah it's so weird she went on to screen borderless at European Parliament in Brussels and like apparently like all the right-wing parliamentarians um like invited her to like speak at events and you know like it's just crazy um but then five months after that she quit her whole life as an activist and she announced her decision in like a post that just said new chapter and she basically told all of her like hundreds of thousands of supporters that she needed space and time to focus on her soul and um like Milo Ianopoulos, of course, is involved somewhere here. Mm-hmm. Um, like he? an, you know that guy from um, what's it called again? Where he writes, Cass Milo Ianopoulos is it Bre- oh. Breitbart? Breitbart. Yeah. Oh, he's just like a really famous alt-right commentator, anyway. But I think he writes for. You know. He writes for he pops up everywhere. Like, 
who's in um you'd know his face he's really strange no that's a nice thing to say he's quite distinct looking he definitely writes for um Breitbart, Breitbart. he's a former yeah. writer of Breitbart okay and anyway, he basically like wrote this expose saying that um, she had um, like ran a, like a sort of sex trading for professional favors operation. Like basically, a sm- he just wrote a smear campaign, basically saying that she had like traded sex for like all these, you know, high powered officials to like fund her movie and like. So basically the entire movement completely turned on her like that. No probs. Like they were delighted with life when she was, you know, doing videos on YouTube about like why she, why she hates feminism. But then like as she was getting successful, it's just so it's something so kind of like, I don't know, like clear about the fact they couldn't, you know, that like they mm. just started hating her for that too. Do you know the way? And also because they're just raving misogynists. That's it. You know? They just hate women also. Yeah. And um, so anyway, yeah, she ha- she retired and um, she went to live with um, her boyfriend who was actually she wouldn't uh, she wouldn't reveal anything about him other than that he's not white. So obviously she's had like a complete about turn. Mm. Um, but it's kind of so terrifying and, and sociopathic that she can do that or does yeah. that, do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's like uh, really, really bizarre, basically. She's just like perpetrated this whole kind of, it's just like incitement to hate, basically, with so much comment and, and content that she's put on out there and then just walks away. Yeah. Sorry, that was Not a tangent. Good. I know. I was thinking, did you research this or is this just coming out of your own face? <laughs> I, I read a piece that um, one of our followers had sent me last week. And it is it's a fascinating piece uh, on The Atlantic. Um, so go and read it in full, because obviously I'm probably doing a terrible job of trying to explain. But like, it's so funny how like she was there like poster girl and, and then they just couldn't hack it. Like, you know, that kind of way. It's just mm. so revealing of the movement. You know, it's just such a fucking like shit show of movement doesn't even feel accurate. It's just like it's a, like, giving it too much credit to call yeah, it a movement. Yeah, it's just a shit show. It Cass, really is. Do you want to bring us home with your creeps? I haven't got any creeps. That, that, that was, was her creep. Oh, perfect. She had the creep of the week. Oh, sorry. I only had a creep of the week. Very <laughs> sorry. That's um, why I just kept talking, kept telling you guys about this sexy old perfect. writer. <laughs> I did Google her. She is quite sexy, but obviously she's Satan. She's Satan. Well, and, I mean, um, yeah. fuck her. Fuck the lot of them. Fuck anyway, the lot of them. Do you yeah. know what's coming up next? Oh, when will this? Oh, this will be out before Thursday, which is our Halloween creep. So if you're listening and you're coming or you're not a patron yet, but maybe you're thinking about it. Thursday is going to be our Halloween Zoom. It can't be what we thought it was going to be because we can't be together. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be brilliant. And we can be together virtually. On the saddest um, update that we didn't need, all the fancy stuff I had arrived so that, uh, that I had ordered so that we could do our cool live no, streams. it's all just arrived. Today. Oh, yeah. Cass, that is so depressing. Sad. 
Yeah. I mean, we are the creep dive. I mean, the, we could literally just do it any time and it's on brand. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, don't need Halloween. It's not on brand. And for some reason, Halloween feels annoying because it's everyone's day and not just... It our, also... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the rest of the world has come and encroached on our territory. Yeah, I feel like, like it's also been Halloween for like six weeks. Just feels yeah. never ending. It's like Groundhog Day. I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Well, yeah, me. big thank you to the patrons so far. We have a solid crew that have been coming every week and it's been wall it's to wall. It's such a laugh. It's yeah. so I good. absolutely love them. Speaking of, and I don't know if, I don't know if we should say this, but we'll say it anyway. So if anyone who was on Patreon last week and played Chat Magazine Roulette. <gasps> I don't know one if should say this. I'm I not going to name can. them. But, you can but say this. One of the it's stories amazing. that appeared on the cover of Chat Magazine was about one of our patrons. So that she reached it. out and was like, that was me. She or he. Like, that was them. That Isn't was that fucking amazing? She what or are the she? chances? That well, is just wild. Pretty high given our ridiculously large listenership and amount of patrons. But that was well, we so... Of the 27 chat magazines that I randomly chose to have been specifically talking about one of the creeps. I hope Isn't she got her 25 pounds. Bonkers. She said she didn't. We should crowdfund for her. <laughs> Absolutely. Or her, or him. Or anyway, him. thanks so much. We'll see you patrons on Thursday. If you're not in, you're missing out. Get in. Get on it's the, in. Just it's come the, in the highlight of the week. Consume loads of the back episodes. There's How many episodes millions. must there be on the Patreon? Like, there's Too many. Least, there's so there's many there. Probably about 30, I'd say, at this point. Fucking yeah. So many good ones a, on the Patreon. A thousand hours of gore and more. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next week, uh, or and then we'll see you on Thursday, if you want. Bye. Us too. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.